everybody, and welcome to episode 59 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast. And lest you think we are here to just talk about the most recent sci-fi movie, nay, I tell you, we are not. We are here to talk about all sorts of things. The things that you're passionate about, the things that we're passionate about, the things that the world is passionate about. So join us as we talk about the things that we nerd out about, and you nerd out about, and everybody nerds out about. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Jeremy, and I'm joined by my beautiful, world-changing, illustrious, (coughs) glowing partner in crime and in life. I'm Christy. So thank you for listening, you guys. There are a number of ways that you can listen to our show. The thing that I'm trying to do right now, what? Um, I always think that it's funny that podcast, and I'm not saying just you because everybody does it, tells people how to get the show when they're literally listening to it. So, so they okay. already... The problem is, is that there's tons of ways that people could be coming across our content, <clears throat> including just streaming it from our website, mm-hmm. which is great. Like anytime somebody listens, super helpful. Mm-hmm. What's even more helpful is that if they subscribe to the show, then they don't have to worry about finding us on Facebook, finding us on Twitter, figuring out when we post a new show, whatever. New shows are just going to show up right there on their mobile like device magic. or 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 home computing system, okay. the new episodes will just be there. And funny that you asked, Christina, they can subscribe, and I'll tell you where. There's a couple different places. Probably the two easiest places that we'll tell you about are Stitcher and iTunes. Just subscribe to the show. It's super easy. And then every time we put on a new episode, boom, it'll just show up. Bonus for you guys, sometimes I put one out and it sucks, or something's wrong with it, or we said something wrong, or I included a part I didn't mean to, and then I have to go back and edit it and change it real quick. Uh, but, uh, the you know, if people that are subscribed, the first few people that download that episode before I get a chance to fix it, they get the uh, the un- unabridged version, yeah, the unedited like show. release. Yeah, it's like an accidental secret show. So, Christy, it is now one week since you have been employed Mm-hmm. How are you enjoying your new found lifestyle of freedom and happiness? <laughs> I think it's opposite <laughs> of freedom. Um, it's interesting and crazy. They're, the company's going through a really crazy time right now and fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to serve people on Beer Friday. Happy Beer Friday. Yes. That's probably disappointing that they have a Beer Friday. You don't even really drink beer. I do not drink beer. Yeah, but uh, but you still got to serve everybody, so that yes. was nice. You did have – she had a, an interesting situation where the person that you took over for somehow provided snacks to the oh, rest yes. to so the entire office. Um, she was – she had a snack – corner and it had like granola bars and candy and she told me people would stop by all day and were taking the candy while she was training me and she said oh well this guy likes almonds just the regular salted ones and so I was starting to make notes um because I thought you know this is something that's part of my job and then she said well just so you know this is something I did 
out of my pocket. They they don't pay for this. And I was like, nope, this mm. is not happening anymore. Yeah. So I've slowly weaned everyone, meaning the bowl is, op- is closed. And I mean, <laughs> the I, bowl I just, is empty. It's empty. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's one uh, banana Laffy Taffy in the bowl because people actually have taste. So they're not they're not okay. eating that. Um, I like banana candy. I know. It's disgusting. We needed to do so. we need to do a rapid poll. <laughs> a rapid poll? Mm-hmm. What's that? Just comment on our Facebook page. Oh. Yes, is banana, banana candy yeah. good? Yes or no? Yes. Oh, I'll set that up. Okay. We can do that. And um head to the Facebook page, guys. Weigh in. <laughs> well, the thing also that was distracting is people would come behind me. My back faces the opening, so they were always standing behind me taking the candy mm-hmm. and sometimes just eating it while they were standing there. Like chomping really loud or rustling candy wrappers and standing there. I don't. I don't need that. Yeah. No. I wouldn't. I. I don't. I don't like the chewing sound. I don't like. I don't like people sound. sneaking up behind me. Let me ask you this. So this is something that I experienced last week. This is regards to the candy situation. I kind of had this realization. I went through a period, a, a, a rel- relatively recently, where I was really into Skittles. Mm-hmm. I'm not not usually a big sweets guy. I became a big sweets guy and started like obsessing about Skittles all the time. Mm-hmm. And now I've kind of like moved on to Mentos, like the fruit <laughs> Mentos. And I kind of realized like Mentos are like grown up Skittles. I feel like they are sophisticated Skittles. Like they are... Mentos are like Skittles with a, like, uh, at a black tie affair. I don't agree with that. It's like a little bit more of a grown up. It's like an, a more of a grown up adult candy. Do you not agree? You don't agree with the Skittles no. situation? Why not? I don't think that they're even on the same plane. Okay. All right. Well, but now I want I some Skittles. I want some Mentos. So. Well. There we go. We go to the store. Um, what else do we have that's going Maybe on? Maybe we need to have a whole episode. On candy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Do we know anybody that's super into candy? Hey, if you have somebody that in your life that won't stop talking about candy, send them our way because we want to talk to them. Okay, so I have an update on the pen situation. We talked about this a little bit last week. I have a, um, a th- it's a $300 pen. at least. It's got white gold on it that um, I carry with me everywhere. Why aren't we trying to sell it? It probably wouldn't. I don't know. It came in a really fancy box that I don't have anymore. (laughs) So I'm guessing that it wouldn't sell. I don't know what the resale market is. I don't know. Plus, it doesn't work. That's probably a big... I mean, uh, I just need to get a, a refill for it, but the refills are abnormally expensive so i um i had a great uh, a s- suggestion from uh listener mick in australia oh, okay shout out mick what's up that uh i needed to name the pen um when i post all these pictures because i post on my personal pic- uh, twitter i take it places with me i take the pen places with me well i take it everywhere with me and then mm-hmm. um we take we take pictures together <laughs> me and the pen do you have a special hashtag you use for that no no okay I think that um, what's maybe once it has a name. Yeah, maybe once it has a name. So my my I like the name Terry. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to call it Terry, but uh, let's see some other suggestions. I like that the I name got. Terry because it reminds me of the gay um, roller skater on Reno Nine One One. Oh, okay, all right. I like it because my daughter has a robot that she named Cherry that's red, mm-hmm. and for some reason I thought that she had named it Terry and it made me laugh really hard that she had just named this robot that she got Terry. So, um, 
Drew McFrizz uh, from the Takedown Podcast says uh, that I should name it Lax Dude since Lax okay. kind of was the inspiration for needing the pen. Uh, Jeremy from Eureka Podcast, Mel as in Mel Blanc, as in Mount Blanc, as in mm-hmm. Matt LeBlanc, as in, oh, uh, wait, where am I? <laughs> Mick, listener Mick, whose idea it was, I think if it's a girl, Penelope would be an obvious choice. Or for a guy, Stedman. I like okay. Stedman. That's nice. As in Oprah's boyfriend. Oh, is that Oprah's boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, very happy to say that I've never seen an episode of Oprah. Very John, lucky. friend of the show, John, old school friend of the show, Pensival Inkbottom the third. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Lax dude says Lucifer, Lucy for short, because of the fall from grace aspect, which I like because that's oh. tying into the origin story of the pen. Yes. I got it from an, uh, one Ooh, of my old like kind of mentor, <laughs> my old pastor mentor. And then I had another one, um, Inky Minaj. <laughs> I really like that <laughs> like one. Like Nicki Minaj. I like so. the uh, Lucy or Inky are my two favorites. Yeah. Right so I'll have to... Uh, We'll have to figure out. We'll have to figure out what we're going to do there. But that's been uh, that's been my week, really. Just um, you know, getting some work done and naming some pens and uh, um, traveling the world with my pen. So that's been very exciting. Oh, that was the there was one other thing about your job that I was going to talk. We have a friend. Uh, you have a friend that works at the. <laughs> you have a friend that works at the place that yes. you work at, right? And your yes. very first day, she was. This friend of yours was poised up on a walkway looking down on you, unbeknownst mm-hmm. to you, and took a picture of you mm-hmm. and then posted it on Facebook weirdly and was like, yeah. I'm so proud of Christy on her first yeah. day at work. And I haven't really been on Facebook at all this like during the week. Yeah. So I didn't even know this was happening until. So then the second day, because Jeremy like informed me, he thought I was seeing all of it. He thought I was seeing all of it as it was happening, but I wasn't. And the second day, what what was it? Well, oh, I was first photocopying. One, the first one, the first day I was like, this is really weird because she was like kind of like weirdly taking credit for you working there, I think. Like, yeah. oh, I'm so proud of Christy coming in on her first day. Like, it was just really weird. And it was like she was like weirdly kind of in, interjecting herself into this mm-hmm. like situation. And it was just weird that she took a creeper shot of you and then posted it on Facebook. So then I said, I tagged it like stalker status or something. Mm-hmm. And now and she, someone else wrote hashtag stalker, hashtag HR. And now this person thinks that I like it and has every day since this week taken a weird creeper shot of you and posted it on Facebook. Yeah. The second day was down a long hallway because I don't work near her. So it was from her desk to near me while I was standing at the copy machine. Yeah. So there's that one. Uh, yeah, and then I she deleted called the she, Shining. <laughs> she deleted the most recent one. Yes, because I told her to. Told her no, to untag you in it or the something. The third one, third day was I was coming out of the bathroom. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that's when I realized what was happening on the third day. Um, she was sick for two days. No, no she, she was went sick home for one day. One day, yeah, she went home on the third day, and then. Um, she took a picture of me during beer Friday and I asked her to crop it and make it look a little bit better. And then she just, just deleted, deleted it. it. Yeah. So we'll see what happens next week. My new plan, because apparently I, she thinks that now I really enjoy it, which I do, but probably mm-hmm. for different reasons than she thinks that I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my new plan is to try and have her pick a new coworker and also start <laughs> posting pictures of them <laughs> every day. So we'll see. 
We'll see. Uh, we'll see how deep this how deep this rabbit hole goes. So you said that you've been on Facebook a whole bunch. No, opposite. No, Not. you said that you haven't been on Facebook right. a whole bunch. But have you heard about this ice bucket challenge situation? Oh, of course I have. <laughs> it's been it's been hard to miss. Yes, I and saw... I got called out on it. Oh, you did. I did. Okay, so we actually have. But I'm more. I already missed. I already missed the deadline because I didn't see it. Oh man. I think if you don't forward if you don't forward it on to like ten people I then get you get haunted oh, by I... somebody that died of ALS or something. Oh haunted. Oh man, this okay. got weird. Yeah. Okay. So um I thought so I got ALS. We actually interviewed my friend Carly, who mm-hmm. works for a company that uh does charity stuff and focuses on philanthropy and she had some some thoughts on the whole like giving thing and and anyway so we interviewed her and we want to we want to play that interview for you and then we're going to come back and chat a little bit and uh so yeah here it is hello everybody we are joined here by carly friend carly friend co-worker countryman countryman (laughs) Um, Carly, Carly, uh, um, now Carly Christensen. That's my name. Are we saying your last name? This is, reco- <laughs> this is broadcasting live on the internet right now. So <laughs> hopefully that's okay. <laughs> Carly Christensen, my friend and coworker that just got married, but we wanted to have Carly on to talk about mm-hmm. this, uh, ice bucket challenge thing. We've been talking about social media up to this point, as you have heard <laughs> <laughs> and, um, terrible at that. Yeah, and uh, if you've been on Facebook at all lately, then you've seen uh, the Ice Bucket Challenge from the ALS Society. ALS Society, is that what it is? Yes? Probably not ALS Society. That makes it sound like it's a club. Foundation? check. (laughs) Pulling it up. We'll find it. We'll find it. So Carly um, works for – well, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, Carly? I'm Carly. Uh, Actually, I've known Jeremy – for a number of years now, we've been friends since second grade. Yeah. Possibly before, possibly after, depending on... Neither one of them version. remember anything, so... <laughs> no, we, don't. We, both, we both have horrible memories, And so. this is who he uh, did the infamous speech the, for. The wedding toast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was at my wedding, yes. That didn't happen. I cried. He did, and he, he told some embarrassing stories about... My affinity for bugs. Yes. Which yeah. do you ha- you have a bug story again? Which which one? Oh, I saw you posted you something saved? yesterday yeah. about how you saved. Oh, them. well, <laughs> because I was there was honeybees, and you know how honeybees are in trouble right now. Mm-hmm. The and, world needs more honeybees, and everyone's really concerned about bees because they're dying. And so there was this beautiful honeybee, and his legs were all covered in pollen, and he got stuck in a spider web, and. He was struggling, and I got really, I got really sad about the idea that the spider was going to get this bee, and so I saved it, and it flew away, and I was glad for a second, and then I felt really sad for the spider because <laughs> you stole its dinner because and its web was just decimated, and it was just like it was like what just happened? And it was like that was going to be around telling all his spider friends about the giant feast he was going to have because the bee was bigger than the spider, and so I'm sure the spider was pretty stoked yeah. about what was about to happen, and then I just ruined everything, yes. and I felt. I felt really guilty. Did you bring him a little like protein powder or right. something after that? <laughs> or, to make up for it? 
No, I know. I was considering trying to catch some other kind of bug to give to him, but then I I, I would... couldn't have lived with the guilt of that situation <laughs> either. So. so, Carly, you um you I wanted to have you on because uh, I wanted to talk about. I've seen tons and tons of articles posted on Facebook about this ice bucket challenge thing. Either people doing the ice bucket challenge, or passing the challenge on to somebody else, or complaining about how everybody is talking about the ice bucket challenge, or complaining about something. Everything. I don't know everything. It's Facebook, so someone's complaining about something everything. at all times. Yeah. Right. So have you seen? Have you seen very much about it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen um I've seen several videos. I I mean I see them happening. I've only watched one of them. I think. Right, you only need to see one. I watched. <laughs> oh no, I watched so I watched the Bill Gates one. Okay. Um and then I watched my friend's uh 3-year-old daughter. And I have to say that Somebody one was Somebody doused kinda... a 3-year-old in ice water? <laughs> she I mean she, she did, did it herself. herself. She held the bucket. Wow. She it was very cute. I saw Dave Grohl did one today. That was like um, I saw in the style of Carrie. Someone said he won the internet, so I don't even want to click on it oh, because I, I hate when people <laughs> say that. <laughs> Speaking of complaining about things on Facebook, Christy, this so, is Facebook. Oh, that's true. That's true. Complain away, Christy. Christy has an entire segment on the podcast, um, as I'm sure you know, um, <laughs> called "Christy Hates Everything," yes. <laughs> where she just complains about stuff. That's awesome. And we actually <laughs> devoted an entire episode to it almost a couple of shows ago, where she was just like railing against everything. I want to. Where you need to call in drone strikes oh, on yeah. all these people that I are bothering do a, me. A Kickstarter <laughs> to raise money for drones to kill people that I don't like. Oh, pause. So, Carly, I wanted to have you on. Um, Did you already push record? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, we had to take a break because uh, we had to take a break because the Chinese food came. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we had a little uh, break to eat. But we're back now. And I don't you exactly said we all had to take the ice bucket challenge. Oh yeah, we all did the ice bucket <laughs> challenge mid recording. We uh, somebody yeah, we texted to. me Ooh, and the ice, the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> Someone no, tagged all. me, so I had to do it. <laughs> but so Carly is my uh, childhood friend, but she also works. Uh, she works for a, a company called Tis Best Philanthropy. I work for Tisbest. Yes, you work for Tisbest, and you um, do a number of things there, which we will get into. But one of the things that you've done is you have written an entire – you're well, one of basically the only person uh, right now that writes for the blog. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> the long intro yeah. to – she wrote a blog post. Right. She wrote, okay. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Are you are you a podcaster <laughs> a here? Or, uh, who's a podcaster? She'd probably get more downloads than this us. Is <laughs> <laughs> so Carly wrote a blog post. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Is that Carly wrote Carly wrote a blog post called uh, a series that she just today dropped number five in the series, a, a majestically worded. <laughs> Okay. Arrangement so, of text. Let her explain called the it. Science, the science of giving. Yes. <laughs> so, so we have a six-month blog series at Tis Best on the Tis Best blog um, called The Science of Giving. And um, we release a post on the third Tuesday of every month. So we just released the fifth in the series today, which means we've got one more next month. And what, what's the focus of this blog, of this series? Giving, pretty much. And the science of. And science. The science of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so today's post was about the health benefits of giving. And uh, previous posts in this series were uh, 
what we talk about when we talk about altruism. Uh, the secret to raising a generous child, how to transform the classroom through generosity and how elevation changes your behavior. Elevation as in like people in Colorado or dicks? <laughs> no, not, oh. not height. Elevation is actually, um, it's, it's what it's sometimes referred to as the warm glow effect. It's the feeling that you get when you witness somebody doing something good for another person. So if you open the door for Jeremy and I see you doing that, I get this little feeling of happiness in me and it kind of, it feels like a warm glow and they call it elevation. And uh, what they found is that when we experience elevation, um, we are more likely to help others And so um, it kind of creates a ripple effect of generosity. So what they say is that giving and generosity is contagious because people sort of catch that feeling of that was really nice to see and really nice to witness. Mm -hmm. And then they're more likely to do something for someone else. And that's basically all of what this ice bucket challenge is. Yeah, yeah. Well, so there's the ba- the way the ice bucket challenge works. Probably everybody knows this, but I'll just recap it mm-hmm. just in case. But basically, you uh, the um, you you are supposed to dump a bucket of ice water over your head. If somebody challenges you, and you can either donate a hundred dollars, usually, or some undefined mm-hmm. amount of money to uh, the charity, or you can dump a bucket of water over your head, ice water over your head, and mm-hmm. then give to somebody else. No, no, no. So it started out as kind of a truth or dare. Either dump this ice on you or give $100. And then it has changed in in the process of it as dump it and give money and then tag other people. And that's how the, it's grown. Okay. Well, yeah. So, I mean, nobody's going nobody's gonna to just pass the buck and not donate money don't you think well at first that's how it um that at first that's how it was is um i dare you to do this because ice is cold so you won't i bet you won't do this oh that's that's how it started and then it's morphed into something different got it got it okay because i was gonna say i was really disappointed then in bill gates dumping the bucket (laughs) instead of donating a hundred dollars but if he did right so as soon as famous people started doing it or whatever and it caught on then it was what a what a dick that guy has i mean the first backlash was against mark zuckerberg like, oh, this asshole has millions of dollars and he's choosing to not donate and he's going to do the bucket. But at the end of it, some people will say, and I'm donating this much money or I'm – he didn't say how much. He's just – Well, Charlie saying, Sheen – did you see the one that Charlie Sheen did? No. He took the bucket and held it out in front of him and then he dumped it over his head and it was just filled with cash. <laughs> and then he said, you know what's in this? You know what's in this? Or he said, there's no ice in this bucket because ice melts. And you know what doesn't melt is this $10,000 in cash that I'm donating. <laughs> wow. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's pretty flashy. But there, I mean, there is some science behind that. I mean, you've heard the term helper's high, right? That's, nope. You never heard the term helper's high? Nope. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Have you, Christy? No, but I understand it. Well, I mean, yeah, it seems pretty self-explanatory, but I've never heard. I didn't know that this was a thing. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you get a helper's high when you when you do something good for another person. It's similar to that feeling of, of elevation. But um, when you do something good for someone, it makes you feel good. And so... Um, Jeremy wouldn't know what that's like. Okay. <laughs> you can do a good deed this weekend. Yeah, but, I'll, yeah. Have to, I'll, I'll experiment with this. <laughs> there was a study... Um, 
from Michael Norton at Harvard University, and he did, he actually you may have seen the TEDx talk. It was called "How to Buy Happiness," and he um, it was it was a pretty famous got like over a million views or something. But he did um, he and his colleagues what they did was they gave people various amounts of cash between five and twenty dollars and some people they said spend this on yourself go get yourself Mm -hmm. a coffee or use it to pay bills or whatever and some people they said spend this on someone else so buy somebody else a cup of coffee or just give it to somebody or and then at the end of the day what they did was they um surveyed everyone and wanted to know how happy they were what where their well-being their sense of well-being was and what they found was that when people spent the money on someone else they reported feeling happier and more satisfied than when they spent the money on themselves and it didn't seem to matter whether it was five dollars or twenty dollars so the people who received twenty dollars and and spent it on themselves um didn't seem happier than the people who only received five dollars and um spent it on someone else so Hmm. it was really the and and they actually did the study in um over 100 different countries and um found all the same results yeah same results so uh, you know when when you do the ice bucket challenge right you're you're doing it for a good cause and so it makes you feel good and it makes the people who watch it feel good because they know what you're doing and and then if you ask them to be involved then it just that's how it goes viral so even even the uh the money aside, I mean, obviously it's been successful in raising money, but even even the money aside, just the like raising, I mean, the the whole idea, one of the ideas of it is to raise awareness for Lou Gehrig's disease mm-hmm. and her ALS, I guess it's called. That's the proper mm-hmm. term for it. So uh, the mo- money aside, you're saying that there's like some actual benefits to just the process of right, it? Right, yeah. So, so giving actually... Um, there's a, there's an area in the brain sometimes referred to as the reward center. It's the mesolim, mesolim I'm going to need to look this one up. Mesolimbic pathway, I think is what it's called. Okay. Um, and, and it's the area of the brain that processes that, that feeling of satisfaction for things like food or sex, it's kind of that re- positive reinforcement you want to keep eating. Right. To stay alive. You want I to get keep, that one. You want to keep reproducing. So so it's it creates this intrinsic reinforcement for um for things because they call it the reward center. Um giving they actually have done some studies that show that, that giving or helping another person activates that same area of the brain. So um the, Michael Norton at Harvard calls it a, a positive feedback loop. So you do something good for another person and your brain says, hey, that was good. You should probably do it again. And it makes you feel better. And then you're more more likely to do it again. Wow. It's kind of like when you buy Starbucks for the person behind you. Have you ever known that? Yeah. When and it like goes crazy. People keep doing it mm-hmm. and keep doing it. Yeah, definitely. So even just like just the act of doing something for somebody else has benefit. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I like that. That makes me feel happy. <laughs> Elevation. And warm. You should try I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> and so, so here's the amazing thing is that um, so the studies that they've done, they actually put people through fMRI scans to um, see that area of the brain being activated. They see the blood flow increasing in that center of the brain when people give. Um, what they found was that even thinking about giving activates that region of the brain. Hmm. So not just giving by itself, but even thinking about giving that area of the brain lights up and you get that positive reinforcement. Yeah. And there's really very real tangible, tangible benefits to to that. Oh man, that's so cool. There's just been, there's a lot of people that have complained about 
just complained about it for one reason or another. So I mm-hmm. just love the fact that even money aside, <laughs> there's benefits to it all. My newest so, hatred is um, people that are complaining about the waste of water. <laughs> I just want to punch them in the face. This yeah. is a Christy hates everything. <laughs> Little side note tangent because Jeremy flushes the toilet worth a hundred of those bucket. <laughs> oh, so people are complaining that those the that the bucket that full is wasting water. Wow. And that there's people, there's other countries that are, need clean water, which is true, <sighs> but that bucket doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, people wash their cars and they, so someone who's complaining about that is going to tell me they never wash their car or water their lawn or yeah, stay in the ridiculous. shower too long. Obviously there's, yeah. And if you're complaining about that, the drones are coming. <laughs> the drones, yeah, Christy's a <laughs> Christie's crowdsourced drone situation <laughs> is coming. So, so Carly, one of the other things that we do on this wonderful podcast that we have is we talk to people about the things that like drive them or the things that they're passionate about. And you strike me as a very passionate person. Passionate about bugs, yeah. apparently. <laughs> passionate about saving the life of insects. Passionate about other stuff. But um, remind you- me to tell you the story of how I saved all those ants. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, well, okay. Now we have to say it because you brought okay. it up. So when um, I, I used to do pest control, as we probably have talked about on the show before, I used to do pest control. And uh, one time Carly knew that. And one time she called me and she was concerned because she had a bunch of ants in her house and she needed to know how to get them out of their house or out of her house. But she was, <laughs> but she was extremely concerned about the well-being of the bugs and she wanted me to help her basically relocate the bugs. She didn't want me to kill the bugs. She didn't want them in her kitchen, but she wanted... It wasn't their fault that they were in my house. She wanted me to to, to help her figure out a a, a nonviolent, loving, gentle way to coerce the the ants out of her house. And you did it, right? Well, long story short, you refused to help me. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't... Well... So I, I, pro- I probably stuff. didn't refuse. I just didn't have. I didn't have the you skill probably, set. You probably laughed at I me d- and hung up. I didn't have <laughs> the skill set that you were looking for. Said, I had a truck. A call? I had a truck filled with chemicals that <laughs> were designed to kill. He's opposite of on, compassionate on a very large scale. <laughs> <laughs> the things that you were trying to protect. So what I did was. Do you want to know how I did mm-hmm. it? Yeah. I. I moved all my furniture they were in the living room they had come up through the floorboards because there was a single piece of popcorn under the couch and so they were all going to to take little bits of the piece of popcorn so i moved all my furniture and then i flicked the little piece of popcorn so that they all fell off the popcorn i threw that away so i got rid of the temptation Mm -hmm. and then i i stomped on the floor and so (laughs) they were kind of all roiling around and they didn't know what was going on and because i knew where they i could see the spot that they were coming out of so then i got down on my hands and knees and i started blowing them and i blew them back towards <laughs> where they were going they're coming out of and then i took um some simple green and i sprayed it on the floor behind them to get rid of their chemical trail so that yeah. they wouldn't want to go back okay. that way and it took me a couple hours uh, maybe longer than a couple. It took me <laughs> several hours. And, of course it did. And I blew them all back into their hole. And then I, I cleaned it all up. And then I put some packing tape over the crack in the floor where they were coming out of. And um, put all my furniture back. And then the next morning, um, underneath the front porch, they had they had broken through the yard. And were going in and out there just like good bugs should. Okay. <laughs> that's perfect. So there's, that's a business idea right yeah, there. You should, there you go. I feel, that would go over really well in Seattle. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. Carly's compassionate, compassionate. pest control. 
We'll ask we'll nicely. Blow your mind. Blow <laughs> we'll your blow insects we'll out blow of your house. Your bugs away. <laughs> That's fantastic. we should maybe we should maybe not air this part because you we're gonna Shark Tank this. You because <laughs> that was the bug story, the ant story you told during the wedding toast. Yeah, and I I could feel the judgmental eyes from my new in-law family going what <laughs> crazy is he marrying into <laughs> that's okay well i'll be sure to email the link to the show <laughs> when we post it to them so um i there was there was another you have some kind of exciting projects going on right now that we wanted to give you an opportunity to share about yes. regarding uh discover giving and talk like speaking at south by southwest and all that kind of stuff so well Maybe we'll, we should start with talking about Tis Best because Tis Best um, is a nonprofit, but what Tis Best does is they make charity gift cards. So they're just like a regular, like a Starbucks gift card, but instead of taking your gift card and going to Starbucks and buying a latte, you can take your gift card and go to our website and um, donate that money to a charity. So it's kind of a more personalized way of um giving a donation as a gift. So a lot of times what people will do is, you know, instead of giving gifts at Christmas or something, they'll make a donation in their family member's name and then they'll give them a little card and say, I gave you $25 to Heifer International, which is awesome. But what if that person prefers to support um, the ALS Association, for example, or um, another nonprofit? So this way the recipient gets to choose where the donation goes. So Tis Best um, created the charity gift card in 2007, and um, just last year we launched an education program called Discover Giving that uses charity gift cards as a tool to give students in elementary school hands-on experience with giving and philanthropy. So what ended up happening, you know, we we had wanted to launch this program for a while, and, um, you know, the founder, Eric Marks, he, he always knew he wanted to do something in education. He wanted to get these cards into the hands of students, but um, didn't really know what direction to take it. So I started doing some research on um, social emotional learning and service learning programs and started um, finding out some some really fascinating things about the way that these pro-social behavior programs um, positively impact education and academic achievement. And so we built the Discover Giving program. So it's a research-based program and um, it gives kids the chance to donate to charity with their very own charity gift card in the classroom. Yeah. And now you, we, we need to get you some votes or something for a presentation, right? Oh, so yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting how it has um, grown because Discover Giving started out as a project, but it really has become more of, it's, it's really our, expanded our focus at Tis Best because the more we learn about the benefits of, um, of giving as it relates to education, the more we discover all this, these other health benefits and well-being benefits. And so we've started the Science of Giving series and um, we've been invited to speak at, at Compassion conferences to talk about um, these projects. So um, I'm on I'm on the list of possible people to speak at South by Southwest EDU um, next spring. And so right now is the panel picker process. So um, it's really called that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't think they, they might not use the word process, okay. but it is called panel, panel picker. picker. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, so apparently I've, I mean, this is all new to me. I never, I'm terrified of public speaking 
It took us half an hour to get me on the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in my living room. So, <laughs> so it's not, it's not, it's a, it's a new world for me and it's not something that I've have much experience with. So this is a, it's for a 15 minute, it's called future 15, a 15 minute presentation where we'll get to talk about some of the research um, that's happening right now about altruism and generosity and education and um apparently how they how they choose their speakers at south by southwest is you write a proposal and then they have um a board i think that um reviews all the proposals and then the public can vote and so a 30 percent of their decision comes from public votes it's literally a popularity contest mm-hmm. basically yeah. <laughs> So you need votes. <laughs> so we will put we'll put a, a link in the show notes that you guys can go to and put it on our Facebook. Too. Put it on our Facebook and all that fun stuff. But yeah, you, people just need to go and sign up for an account. It's super easy, and then say, watch the video because it's actually really cool. Uh, there's a short video on there about that about talks the about program, the Discover right? Giving program that you're kind of heading up. Yeah, so I mean, what's really exciting beneficial. is getting these kids involved because it's not really about. Um, donating a dollar, although, you know, they learn that a dollar does have an impact. Um, a dollar can buy three hens through Heifer International, three egg-laying hens. A dollar can um, buy a meal for a homeless teenager. The kids learn about this. They learn about the impact their dollar can have. But what it's really doing is getting them to think about um, what they're passionate about and, and how they want to have an impact on the world. And, um, you know, I was asking myself, how do kids decide who they want to be and how they want to impact the world. And do we really have to wait until we grow up to know that? Do we really have to be adults before we can decide how we want to impact the world around us? And so this ended up being an opportunity where kids get to um, really sit with that question and think about what do I care about? How can I, how can I change the world? And so one of the best parts of the process is that when they spend their charity gift card, they get to write an email to their teacher explaining why they chose to donate to the charity that they donated to. And these notes are absolutely incredible. The kids, we knew that the kids would take it seriously, but we didn't know how personally they would take this experience. And so we see notes come through from third graders saying, I donated to the Autism Research Institute because I have a family member who has autism and I want other people to Uh be helped in the same way that my family was helped. Or I donated to the American Cancer Society because my grandma died of cancer and I don't want somebody else's grandma to die. And so kids, they, they really do understand the impact that they're making with their donation and they really understand how what they're doing is, um, is changing the world. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it gives them like something tangible that they can do, I guess, <laughs> to, uh, to really like realize that even... Yeah, and think about kids age, who can have an impact, like a real impact, and make a real difference. Like my own like kids it. have, they, their dad and I divorced, and so when they were young, and so they, from a young age, have been told when they go to mom's house and when they go to dad's house, and we make their lunches and we tell them when they have to do their homework. And um, you know, our kids are in a, a pretty good situation because they do have both parents, and we're they they have we're. A, firmly middle-class household and they have all the things that they need. Um, but still, you know, they, I think that it's kind of a powerless feeling as a child to have all your decisions made for you. And, um, especially in situations like divorce or other kinds of childhood trauma, but especially kids who are maybe on the receiving end of charity who get the free and reduced lunch or, um, you know, who have to get their school supplies donated because their parents can't afford it. 
this gives them an opportunity to be on the other side of that and to to really realize that they have a unique power to make a difference in the world and that they don't have to wait until they grow up. They can start now. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Carly, for recording with us, for thank being you. willing to share. And we'll post links to everything. On and we're going to have but Carly if... on for a less serious topic <laughs> soon. <laughs> but wait, people... what, did, what did I agree to? Um, <laughs> w- how we both keep accidentally sending, sending the wrong things <laughs> to the wrong people. Oh, <laughs> I do do that. You know, the thing about technology is that it's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> and I keep accidentally texting the wrong things to people. <laughs> We've all been there. Some of yes. us more than others. Um, so if people want to uh, find you or you like on Twitter and that stuff, where should they Yeah, find you me? can find me on Twitter at Tweets, And we'll write that down for you. Yeah. Um, if you want to learn more about Discover Giving, you can go to tisbest.org forward slash Discover Giving. We actually launched a brand new teacher sign-up page. So if teachers want to get the Discover Giving program in their classroom for free, um, they can sign up to um, have us help help match that teacher with a sponsor so you can go to getdiscovergiving.org and sign up to either um get a sponsor or be a sponsor for discover giving kit and then um yeah vote for the the discover giving south by southwest edu talk yeah okay bye everybody (laughs) thanks and we're back um i've decided that i'm going to (laughs) change my last name to be from harvard university why? Um, because how she talked about the study was this, uh, I don't remember the name, this guy from from Harvard University. It's like uh, everyone just tacks that on <laughs> to give credibility yeah. to everything. And it does. It does. Yeah. I Christy Wise from Harvard University <laughs> says. <laughs> yeah. You could just be like a janitor <laughs> and then try and do it. So some interesting developments have happened since we recorded that interview. Mm-hmm. You had already gotten called out. Mm-hmm. I got called out by my mother yes. <laughs> and and did it. We, we I did the uh, I did the bucket situation and am going to give some money because I think if you don't, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was a little weird. I will say, uh, thank God my mom either never listens to this or will never admit listening to this. So this won't be a conversation that we have to have. But my mom was like, my grandfather actually passed away from ALS. Um, and I barely remember it. The only memories that I have of my grandpa, him being super racist mm-hmm. because he was in world world war two. He was a Marine in Iwo Jima and, um, he lost a good chunk of his friends and, um, he made the choice to be super racist. So, um, <laughs> That was, uh, anyway, the greatest generation, Yeah, the greatest generation. So, um, anyway, so my mom, what this was, I think a very personal thing for her. I know that she was actually tearing up while talking about in, in preparation to get, um, douched in ice water, um, about this. And then she said, I want my kids, Jeremy and Jessica to, um, to do this in honor of their grandfather. <laughs> I, I I bit my tongue, but at the beginning of my video, I wanted to say like, no, oh, this is in honor of my super racist grandpa <laughs> who died of ALS. And <laughs> also a uh, super racist cracker. Here I'm you sure go. that this is going to help bring him back from the dead. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, I don't know. We did it though. We did it. And I was actually the dump E no, the dumper, the dumper. 
for your mom of the water for my mother and mm-hmm. for my sister. And there's some accusations being bandied about uh-huh. on Facebook that I'm slow, that I'm a slow pourer. And what I would say is that everybody else is too fast. Everybody else is too fast of a pourer. And I have held my, I have held myself back from saying this for, because my mom has been tagged in all of these conversations mm-hmm. so far. But anytime somebody complains about me pouring too slow, I wanted to say, well, I did it slow to remind <laughs> to remind us of the long the the process ALS is <laughs> a disease that you struggle with for an, a, a long amount of time it is not a yes. rapid thing so yes we and wanted compared to. <laughs> to the suffering Compa- that happened yeah. it's not a sudden th- thing it's an extended drawn out horrible disease do you know if you would have been able to say that <laughs> and not laughed and done a straight face she might have been like okay i, I get it <laughs> i should have done that i should have explained that she before I said, my son now i'm going to take a little bit longer to, to dump this water out than some of the other ice bucket challenges you've seen mm-hmm. and here's the why the ones are bullshit <laughs> here's why because i want to okay <laughs> yeah it would have no, been great do to that. do a whole one of those uh football gatorade size cooler ones yeah yeah there was um you know i don't know i've seen a lot i've seen a lot of these challenge videos and we all have i i don't know i appreciate the ingenuity when people like try and do it a little differently come up i also Mm -hmm. think that quantity makes a difference i also think that there needs to be ice involved Mm -hmm. and you can't put the ice in right away you can't put the ice in right away and then do it. You have to like let it marinate for a while or okay. else it doesn't actually make the water any colder. You should write a whole list of, of rules. Well, they're not rules. They're just – I would call them best practices. Okay. Yeah. I would say – Pro tip? Is that what we'll, people say? We'll do – yeah. We'll, we'll call them the ALS Ice Challenge best practices. Okay. <laughs> Number one, it's going to be give no matter what, and that's obvious. Yes. Number two, quantity over – yeah, qu- quantity. You need to have a, a a good amount. I would say, I would say, you know, probably, I don't know, five gallons at at minimum, five gallons mm-hmm. of water, and you know, at least a bag of ice minimum, and that's your starting point. It should be more than that, but that's 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 the starting point. Also, don't. I think that if you can set it up logistically, the the pouring should happen from an an altitude. Like okay. it shouldn't be like a the people that just dump it on their chest. I think that's kind of a cop out. The people that just barely dump it on their heads. I think that's kind of a cop out. I think, you know, get a couple feet above them if you can. And none of this just like full douching, like do make it last a little while. Nobody wants that's what it I to. say to you all the time. <laughs> I know. I know. And I, I mean, seem to work. We need well, to I try. practices. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So we have some uh so we have some ALS ice bucket um challenges. I guess did you have um did you have any thoughts like what is your what's your official what is the official stance for Christina Wise on the um on the ALS ice bucket challenge? Um I have a couple comments about it. Okay. Number one, I think any time I, I don't hate it. Um I went in a little bit about it on in the interview. Um I don't hate it and I think any time you're bringing um awareness to mm-hmm. something a lot of people didn't even know what als was yeah. before this and now it you can't get away from it um i think anytime people are doing that and raising awareness and money the companies i mean the 
the foundation has made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, so awareness and, and funds is always great. Um, what things that annoy me are people that are complaining about it for stupid reasons. Yeah. And also Gawker and things like Upworthy saying, we can all just stop this because oh this person yeah. won the internet or yeah. won the bucket challenge or whatever. Yeah. Everybody can pack up their bags and go home now. Yeah. Actually, I meant to do it. I did like an internet search for last night on Twitter. Uh-huh. I did a Twitter search for uh, we can all pack up and go home yeah. and then hashtag ice bucket challenge. And there was just like... There was like probably forty or fifty tweets in the last yeah. twenty four hours that said oh, yeah, today that had the that exact phrasing in it. Patrick Stewart's just writing a check and then putting it in his drink or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's just a little pretentious, though. Like, don't pretend that you're. I don't know. So everybody's trying to be creative. I, I tried to be creative when I did it. The I didn't see the me being challenged until it was too late. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to just say, um, I'm rejecting the. I mean, you tell me how you think this this would be. Um, I say, if I say, I'm rejecting being challenged, but I'm donating to a charity that I actually like care about. Care about well, whatever it affects me. I'm not the I'm not the judge. I'm not the end all be all judge. But I am Christy Wise of Harvard University. Christy Wise of Harvard University says, says <laughs> that at least give at least yeah. give something. I feel like I mean I don't know. I don't feel like you really need to make an announcement and tell everybody, well, I got challenged and I'm not no, doing but it. You kind but you kind of, because I don't want any more well, anybody gives to do you, it. If anybody gives you, well, I guess so, yeah. I guess you could just say, I missed the, yeah. or you could say, I have an unhealthy fear of water. <laughs> or you could say, I have family in California who's going through a, a drought. <laughs> I'm donating, <laughs> and as I'm a, donating uh, $100 sign, to the Drought Foundation. As a sign of, of solidarity with them, I will not be. I'm shipping my water. <laughs> I sent my five-gallon bucket of ice water to California. I don't remember which celebrity did that, um, donated money to a clean water. Oh, really? Like yeah. water.org or something? Something, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that's a very uh, that's a very real need for sure. I I read an article. Uh, I have a f- guy that I follow on um, Twitter, and I he is uh, self proclaimed proclaimed. Is that you? Is that the right mm-hmm. wording? Self proclaimed uh, like skeptic, and I always really appreciate the um, I appreciate the insight that he has on things because he always has kind of a little bit of a of a different take on things and he had posted a article about the ice bucket challenge and at first glance i kind of thought that it was going to be kind of slamming on it because he was the way he was talking about it his name Mm -hmm. is mike rothschild um but it's not uh i read through it and it's not really it's it's basically just his big point is just saying that awareness is not money like raising awareness isn't helpful in any way shape or form what's helpful is money that's what's actually going to help people and he he kind of summed up his article in this paragraph that i'm just going to read he said if you dump ice water on your head and make a donation you're making a gift that will help als patients and their families if you dump ice water on your head and say you're raising awareness of als you're telling people how much you care about als patients and their families while making it clear that you'd rather freeze your ass off than help (laughs) als patients and their families what kind of advocacy is that Making yourself feel good is fine, but that's not philanthropy. Telling about an issue and by extension letting people know that you know about that issue is also fine, but it's not philanthropy. 
So, and that's true. Usually philanthropy has to do with giving of um, like goods and services or time in mm. some way. Well, it's usually, the same as usually specifically money. Breast Cancer Awareness Month in the NFL where they're just everything they're wearing yeah. is pink. Mm-hmm. What does that have to do? Well, I know that I know that I like uh, I think that we can take this specific case of I would say that in this case, even just awareness is helpful because if some super famous person, even if they're doing it for all the wrong reasons, if they're going out there to dump a bunch of ice water on their head because they got challenged and they don't want to look like an ass for turning it down and they never give a penny to ALS or whatever, I would say that in that case, like awareness could be money, not for them, but because they're going to spread it on to right. somebody else that it could be money. Yeah, so, I don't agree that I mean, any, awareness isn't money. Anything is helpful, <laughs> I guess I would say. But- um, people, ALS is a little bit different because it's not very common, but yeah. if someone isn't aware of breast cancer at this point, they're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. 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 We know, we know there it's needs, there. There needs to be no more awareness <laughs> of breast cancer. Yeah. Well, I think you should still, people should still donate and, um, it's a, it's a huge, huge Well, I think that maybe people to... get the, they see the like awareness or they, I don't know, maybe it helps bring awareness i don't know the right i don't know what i'm trying to say it helps bring uh helps bring it to the forefront of their mind it's like top of mind and so it might affect you know Mm -hmm. where their money goes that month or something and and i think that a lot of the times when they have like pink crap like during the month when everybody wears pink or whatever Mm -hmm. i think that percentages of ticket sales or i think that there's money that real money that actually goes as a result of those campaigns too Okay, well then, that's good. Plus, I like the contrasting colors on the <laughs> you NFL like field. It looks, I, I think, I think it looks beautiful. So, are you pro? Are you pro ALS ice bucket challenge? Sure. Are you? I yeah? don't think it hurts anything. Yeah, I don't think it hurts anything either. I just don't want to be keep getting challenged. And I think I like what Carly said is that even even if you if when you do good things, it triggers good things in your brain, like. Mm-hmm chemically makes you feel good, makes you feel good mm-hmm. that will cause you to give to to be generous more to do more good things and it raises the overall overall like sense of goodness in the world and you can't go wrong right. you can't go wrong with that except for when everybody starts complaining about it on Facebook i will say i came kind of full circle about it with, on facebook cuz i was really annoyed mm-hmm. because it was all i was seeing and i was just getting kind of but tired of it but that's because you have issues with um Liking things that everybody else is doing. That's true. Yeah. Anytime something like becomes everybody's cause, uh, champion of... You want to hate it. Whatever. I always want to uh, be countercultural in that sense. Uh, So I was getting annoyed with it. But now it's like, I think it's it's reached a saturation point, at least it feels like to me, where at this point, I basically know everybody's going to do it. Everybody's either going to do it or say something about it. So I'm just kind of waiting to see how everybody does it. And I've enjoyed some of the creativity that I saw. I really enjoyed Jeremy Henson from the Eureka podcast. Yeah, his did a so old far. three knuckles. Henson did one today where he said he was going to do the ass bucket challenge. And, um, and then he went to go dump the ice water and he put a funnel down his pants on the rear end of his pants and went to grab the bucket. And his wife said, his wife was filming and said, no, 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 no. And he goes, Oh, Oh, it goes on your head. Oh, mm-hmm. well, that's going to, that's certainly going to be a lot easier. So I yeah. appreciate that. His was the we'll first one I've actually now. laughed out loud about. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and I did appreciate, I mean, Jeremy, I think we've heard this story twice now on our podcast, the story of Jeremy um, shoving a ecstasy pill up his butt. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he discovered is that you have to go up to the third knuckle to get it to stay. Yeah. And so... We now no call him Jeremy a third knuckles hen- third third knuckle Henson. Mm-hmm. So that was my feedback on his Facebook video. I said, "Could leave it to three, three knuckles Henson to what, <laughs> knock it out of the knock it out of the park." All right, so yeah, we'll see. I challenged the uh, I challenged Mike Frizzell from the Takedown Podcast <laughs> just to be an ass you did. <laughs> because he uh, he he has been saying very negative things about mm-hmm. it. So that'll be a. That'll be fun and interesting. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. So, Christy, do you have any f- closing thoughts regarding the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge? You feel like you've spoke, spoken your piece. I think I spoke have. Your, spoke your truth, yes. as it were. Yeah, me too. I think overall we, we're, uh, we're pro raising awareness and money yes. and just good, uh, general good goodness mm-hmm. uh, we support. <laughs> Real yes. controversial stance that we have here <laughs> at the Nerd Out Loud podcast where we are pro good things. I'm also pro funny videos. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I do appreciate the creativity. Um, Jake Callen from uh, Ridgecast and mm-hmm. For the Love of Pod that we, we've we had on this show before did one. And he was wearing um, a coconut bra and snorkeling gear in his okay. and did it with um, the three, the two other guys that he records Ridgecast with. So that was that was a treat. I enjoyed getting to throw a bag of ice at your head. Yes. Yeah, so when I did mine, that was... Um, Christy took a sealed bag of ice and just chucked it at my head mm-hmm. after I jumped after I jumped in yeah. the kiddie pool, which was both terrifying and painful. But um, you know, it was you deserved it probably. So we should have there should be douchebag awareness month, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can uh, work on that one. Okay. I like it. What color would the uh, wristbands be for that? Hmm, that's a good question. Probably like plaid. I think. Or black with, um, like, the fleur-de-lis, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, any kind of... Affliction type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Basically anything that you would see on the outside of a monster energy drink can. Yeah, and it would smell <laughs> like Axe body spray. Oh, okay. That's, I like it. The whole month would smell like Axe Just body spray. Just the whole spray. month. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, you know, workshop that and uh, bring, bring it back to the show, and we'll see, uh, we'll see if we can put something together for you. So, going from one thing that... You have not stopped hearing about on social media to another thing that you have not stopped hearing about on social media. This week in Rad Space News, <laughs> or, or, or Rad Space News, I'm I'm still I don't Rad Space stuff. I think I've got a couple of really exciting okay, things for you. It. We've gotten a lot of feedback about this segment, guys, and I appreciate it. I appreciate you making your voice known and. Um, I think I think that it's uh, it's pretty clear that at least for the time being it's here to stay. So you know, hopefully this um, hopefully this encourages Christy to um, come up with some content and maybe uh, you know I think she's got some she's got some good ideas brewing in there. I can see so. about space. Oh no, just you know, like I think in general, that, yeah, kind of some some things that you can kind of own. The, okay. Your the space news, your space news, but not about space. You know. Mm-hmm. Could be, okay. could be anything. Could be anything. Okay, so, uh, Chris, are you familiar with Mars Curiosity, the yes. uh, rover that we landed? How can I not be familiar with all of these things? Okay, 
Okay, so for those of you that don't know, Mars Curiosity, it's SUV-sized rover that we landed on the planet Mars. Which, by the way, I mean, this is a whole other thing, but this is insane. Like, do you think... So we flew... We flew this thing to Mars. We... It entered Mars in a capsule. It it came close to the surface. A, a, a rocket-powered hover crane came out of the capsule and lowered an SUV-sized vehicle onto the surface of another planet. And it's now been driving around there. Does it constantly drive to like 24 hours a day? Yeah. Well, yeah. Very, very slowly. I mean, I, th- oh, okay. I think that it's gone. I think that it's gone like eight kilometers or something. Ugh, I probably got oh. that wrong and I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, it's It's gone very. It hasn't gone very far at all. I was just thinking of those um, vehicles that they drove on the moon. Oh, the little buggy situations. Fast. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. No, like this that. goes very slow. This goes very slow. I just I can't get over the fact that we used a rocket powered hover crane to lower this thing onto the surface of Mars. A rocket powered hover crane that, by the way, has never been had never been tested fully. I mean, they tested all the different components of it, but they'd never fully tested it because the Mars and the atmosphere, the the gravity and the atmosphere and everything on Mars is totally different than Earth. So anyway, okay, so we have this we have this rover driving around on Mm -hmm. mars doing science it's got drills and lasers and cameras and all sorts of shit on it and it's doing science on mars and uh it's got some um there's a report that came back this last week where there's some pretty substantial wheel damage on the rover i'm not sure if you you look concerned i just am confused of when science became a verb uh what do you mean you said that the rover's doing science. Yeah, that's um, that is something that is just said in the. Uh, okay. That's that. That's How in, in the kind of the space do? community. Well, people does it have a science book that it. It's just a way of saying like they're doing science experiments with the equipment that they have on board. Does he have like beakers and um, test tubes? <laughs> it and does. It does actually have. Okay. Kind of. It has equipment on board where it can, it'll drill a hole in something and then pull up little dust and then take a robotic arm and drop it inside and burn it and Mm -hmm. look at the, it's analyzed the way that it burns to try Mm. and make determinations about the composition of the rock and soil. So Curiosity has some pretty serious wheel damage uh, and it's actually affecting the mission and it will affect future missions to Mars. There's a did rover. Did someone slash its tires like they did yeah. to me? Yeah, probably. Okay. That's probably what's happened. Aliens. Well, it was God actually because it happened from rocks. So there's really sharp rocks on Mars. God made rocks in Mars? Yeah. Yeah. God oh. made everything, Christy. Oh. Gosh. Can't believe that you don't know. Are that you right sure now. it's not little aliens? It could be little aliens, tiny little rock aliens. Yes. You never know. So the um, the the wheels Martians, on this rover are called? incredibly thin. <laughs> They're incredibly thin. I just let the record show that you're the one that's causing this to drag out. <laughs> I'm trying to power through because I know that. I'm making it you funny. I'm actually <laughs> making this bit actor, this segment actually good. It's not good. a bit. This I is know. an educational. It, it's a not a bit and everyone's very aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, there's some wheel damage. The wheels on the Curiosity rover are actually incredibly thin. And part of the reason for that is because I, I wrote it down because it was insane. Do you have your Lego toy of it, this? No, it's not a Lego toy. It's a Hot Wheels, and it's on it? my desk at work. Oh, because I it would be nice to be able to look at it while you're. It's got six this. wheels. It's got okay. six wheels, three on each side, 
they're metal. Uh, they're like seventy-five millimeters. Wait, thin. they're metal, but they're rock. But the rock. They're like broken? titanium, kind of. Yeah. Okay. So they're. Then they've got these little fins on them for strength. If you were to increase the thickness of the wheels on the rover by one millimeter, it would add 10 kilograms to the rover's mass. So 10 kilograms for every one millimeter. I'm going to pretend like I know the measurements you're talking about because okay. that's... A millimeter European A stuff. millimeter is the size, if you were to take a just a normal number two pencil mm-hmm. and draw a line, that's about a millimeter. So the the wheel, the metal on the wheels of the rover mm-hmm. are, are uh, I think, 75 millimeters thick. So, you very know, thin. not okay. very, very thin. And if you were to just add one millimeter of that, because of the amount of extra s- suspension materials and all that kind of stuff they'd put on the rover, it would cause all this extra weight. When you start adding weight, it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars more you have to start taking science experiments off all that kind of stuff so they made these wheels as tough as they could but if you think of like a paper clip right a paper clip's made out of metal you met you bend a paper clip back and forth and it's mm-hmm. going to eventually weaken and break so that's starting to happen to the wheels on this rover uh and that's they because didn't foresee this. they didn't foresee it because the surface on mars they've what they've seen from the um, orbiter, the Mars orbiters that we have and the other previous rovers that have been there is more of like a sandy kind of desert type environment. What Curiosity is encountering is a lot more of certain types of rocks where there's no cushioning of sand. It's just straight rocks. And so as the rover, I mean, it's a pretty heavy vehicle. It's about two tons. As mm-hmm. the rover's driving over these pointy rocks, it's causing the surface of these of the tires to flex and or of the wheels to flex and over time that's starting to weaken the metal in the wheels and so there's some there's some pretty substantial wheel Can't damage. Can't they get those big douche for <laughs> F150 tires? Yeah, no. Oh why? No, because they wouldn't want rubber for multiple reasons. Wh- whatever. It's not why? durable. Not it's durable. not as durable uh just the heat and I mean it, they wouldn't probably have made and the martians they wouldn't have survived re-entry the martians of course and then you have to they have to be filled with air and there's i mean there's just yeah there's a lot of reasons okay. that that wouldn't work so how is that going to affect the mission it's going to slow it down there's already a number of places that the uh rover hasn't been able to go that they wanted to go and it won't be able to go because of the type of terrain they're gonna have to stick to sandy areas and stuff like that um and it also will uh make it's going to help steer the decision for where there's a the mars 2020 project is the next rover that we're sending to mars is supposed to land in 2020 shocker and uh it's making um this What's happening to the wheels on Curiosity is uh, going to very much shape the um, mission in 2020, uh, where it's going to land, because they're going to want to land it in a um, a more sandy area where they're not going to have to worry about that kind of damage happening. But so, maybe by 2020, can they fix the tire issue? We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So, Why can't they have tank things? Tank treads? Yeah. Pro- again, probably just too heavy. Oh. Too heavy and not um, efficient for what they're trying to do. So I um I'm gonna put a link in the show notes because there's a very extensive article about this from the Planetary Society that includes pictures of the damage. It's super cool. If you're even kind of interested in it, I would encourage you to go check it out. It is a super interesting article from Emily Lakdawalla of the Planetary Society. I always mispronounce her last name. One other interesting tidbit, and I will promise this will be much shorter. There was a SpaceX SpaceX rocket that blew up on Friday. Did you see any footage of this? Just what you showed me. Right. Yeah. So SpaceX is one of the 
leading commercial enterprises putting satellites and putting putting stuff up into space. They've spent sent a number of re um, resupply missions to the ISS on these Falcon rockets, and they have a rocket called the the Grasshopper that is designed to basically be reusable. So instead of just shooting it up into space and that being it, they shoot it up into space. Part of it comes back down and then lands vertically. So it looks like it did right before it launched and they called it the grasshopper. The predecessor, the the rocket that came after that, that was called the grasshopper is called the Falcon F nine R. And there was a Falcon F nine R test launch on Friday and it blew up while it was taking off uh, in Texas and interesting story. It didn't blow up on accident. The blow up, the, the blow up, the detonation was actually intentional. Um, and it was because the guidance systems in the rockets detected an, anonym, an, an non anomaly during launch. So during launch, this thing's flying. It was just a number of seconds after launch. It's flying up in the air. The guidance system detected something wonky, like the rocket started to veer off course. And so they just it's just a fail safe that it just blows up because that's a substantial amount of rocket fuel and explosive hmm. stuff that you got going there. So you... uh have to be careful about that. So they build all sorts of fail safes in there. So it was actually, it blew up on purpose. I mean, it was unfortunate that it happened. But uh, but as they say, Christy, you can't make an omelet without blowing up a few rockets. So Yeah, that's we'll the thing. How that goes. Best of luck to SpaceX. Obviously, nobody was on board. They don't put people on those things yet, although they're hoping to in the next few years. And hopefully they take that fail safe out. No. Blowing well, it up they, while there's actual people on it? That is not something that they take out. It's just not automated, I believe. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Well, and there's also, there's a thing called the uh, launch escape vehicle, launch escape system, I believe, that sits on top anytime they have people on there. And it's basically like another rocket that sits on top of the rocket. Mm-hmm. And if anything goes wrong, the, that thing goes off and it separates the part of the rocket with the people in it and shoots them way up ahead of any explosion that might happen. And then oh, they okay. land somewhere else. They don't go up into space. They land somewhere else, usually parachute down or whatever in, in their capsule. And it's, okay, um, that makes yeah. sense. Then. Yeah. So that's super exciting. Um, and that's all I got in uh rad space stuff for this week. Christy, um, did you have any? Yeah, we were on the Takedown podcast that will be coming out next week. I think so. Yes. We'll, yeah, we recorded a Takedown podcast and we'll be on that. Yeah. They made fun of our theme song. That was fun and hurtful. Yeah. Hurtful. Words hurt, Mike. Words hurt. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So um, do you have any uh, anything else that you wanted to talk about? No. no? Any last words? So, Nope. No last words. <laughs> Nothing? Okay. All right. Well, guys, um, thank you for listening. Um, as always, you can find us on our website, nerdoutloudpod.com. All of our contact information is on there. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. We're going to be putting a poll on Facebook about banana candy, so yes. take a look at that. And, uh, yeah, guys, thank you for listening. Find us online. Come say hi. And uh, I don't care if you love or hate our podcast. Just don't talk shit and don't make up lies about me. Don't be a dick. Because it's not nice. Alright, guys, bye. Let the bear fly. Fly. Have you ever done a blooper reel? 
at the end of one of your podcasts? Yeah, at the end of every one. I usually pull some it's segment that we didn't air. Usually it's us getting in a fight <laughs> that I edited out. <laughs> Not really a fight. He, he likes he likes me to kind of crap on him. Not in a sexual way, so that's good. <laughs> but like to make fun of him a, a little bit. And so when I do that, he'll cut it and use it later. She plays up her hatred for me. It's usually not that difficult. Sometimes yeah. it's easier than others.